0: welcome back to another episode of crp classroom let's talk about ethics today in particular what is the difference between section 18 and section 28a of your legal profession act to be admitted as an advocate and solicitor ans in high court of malaysia one must be a qualified person and you have to complete your nine months pupillage so if you're a CRP student right now, you are not a qualified person yet. Until you have passed your CRP exam, then you are a qualified person. Is there any way whereby someone who is not a qualified person can be admitted as an ENS advocate and solicitor or someone that is a foreigner, not Malaysian? For example, what about you graduated as a barrister at law in New Zealand? Clearly you are not a qualified person as per section three. Is there any way you can be admitted? There are two ways, namely Section 18 and Section 28A, to admit someone in this matter. But what are the differences between them? Section 18 is also known as ad hoc admission. The prosecution or defence may apply to the court to have someone, let's say a Queen's counsel from the UK, to be admitted to represent them in that particular case. It's ad hoc because the Queen's counsel's lawyer admission or his eligibility to represent the client only applicable for that particular case. Now, after the case concludes, then that's it. His job is done then he cannot do anything else so example we have seen in recent najib case in the federal court whereby he wanted to admin queen counsel jonathan late law to represent him at the federal court level the high court of course rejected now assuming that high court accept it then the eligibility of jonathan late law the queen counsel to practice in um, this case in court would only be for that particular case or period would only be for that particular Najib case of all. That certain period only. So once the case is done, he has to go back. That's it. That's why it's called ad hoc. When you want to be admitted through Section 18, the bar counsel, the attorney general, the state bar, will be invited to give their opinion whether they think this person shall be admitted for that particular special case or not. But the final decision is on the hands of the high court. So they look at a few requirements. First, whether the person to be admitted has some sort of special experience, qualification that is not available among advocate and solicitor in Malaysia. For example, special knowledge in defence law, in international maritime, international border law, international banking that is not freely available among the lawyers in Malaysia. Second, this person to be admitted must be instructed by A and S in Malaysia as per section 18 sub 1 sub B. Means you sort of having a master, a colleague. Third, the High Court will look at the opinions of Bar Council, the AG and the State Bar etc then they will make a decision. So in Najib case, the court doesn't allow the ad hoc admission of Jonathan Litlaw because they think he doesn't possess any special skill that local ENS do not have. So since the skill that Jonathan Litlaw has is freely, widely available among the ENS in Malaysia, so why not just hire someone from Malaysia instead of looking for someone else from the UK? Now, take note of section 18 sub 5. If someone is admitted through section 18 ad hoc admission, his name would not be on the road. He can only work for that particular case or period, so there's a time frame whereby he can practice and the scope of work he's allowed to do. On the other hand... Section twenty eight A is a special admission whereby the AG himself issue a special certificate for the ENS to be admitted. Section eighteen is whereby the prosecution defence apply to the High Court. Section twenty eight A is the AG himself offered the special admission to certain lawyers or ENS or barrister. There is two possibilities. The first one, Section twenty eight A sub one sub A sub one says. It has to be a qualified person as per section 3 plus section 28A sub 1 sub B. He practiced outside Malaysia not less than 7 years. For example, you graduated as a barrister at law in the UK but you didn't come back to work. You work in the UK for 10 years. And you're now very famous because you handle high-profile, complicated cases. You've written many important cases. So now the AG see what you have done and told you, why not you come back to contribute to the legal profession in Malaysia? So AG give you a special cert for admission. You bypass, you do not need to do pupillage, and then you can start to practice in Malaysia. Or the second option, second choice is Section 28A sub 1 sub A sub 2 plus section 28 a sub b example you are a barrister at law in australia clearly not someone not qualified as per section 3 And then you are working in Australia for 10 years. Again, same thing. Now you are famous. You handle high profile cases. You give a lot of lectures. You write a lot of important famous articles. You are specialised in certain skills that we don't really possess in Malaysia. Then AG said to you, hey, why not come back and contribute to the legal profession in Malaysia? I'll give you a special certificate admission. Then you do not need to do some sort of pupillage. You can start to practice. So once you are issued with special cert, you can be admitted as in as in high court. You are then given a certain period whereby you can practice in and your name is on the roll. That is the difference here between Section 28A and Section 18. So Section 18 mainly is ad hoc admission. Then you must have some sort of special skills, experience. And it's only for a particular case, the name would not be on the roll. Section 28A, they look at the requirements under Section 28A sub 1, the two options which I just explained earlier. Then they look at what sort of special skills, experience that you you have done so far, you have written articles, you are famous for certain things, you have skills in certain areas we don't possess in Malaysia. Then the AG may offer you a special admission certificate and say, well, you can now work for a certain period of time, maybe 5 years, 10 years in Malaysia, and your name will be on the road hopefully it clears your doubt so now you know what's the difference what are the differences between section 18 and section 28a and i'll see you in the next episode